Uh, friends, let's pray. Uh, please, Father, by the power of your Holy Spirit, uh, use these updates from Craig and me to encourage us, your people, to faithfully walk with you. That is, to walk with you closely. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, firstly, uh, before I forget, uh, thank you to Rick and Janine, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, for preaching these last two Sundays in my absence. And thank you, uh, Peter and Peggy Ho, for hosting them in your home. Uh, they're looking forward to come back. <laughs> yes, thank you all. It is also planned, God willing, uh, that Rick and Janine Lewis will be back at NHA, Northern Hope Anglican, uh, for three Sundays in August when I take some annual leave. Uh, friends, I, I think I'm going to now use the excuse, or this excuse for the next month, uh, when I get things wrong, as I do, <laughs> that I am jet-lagged. <laughs> yes, Craig and I are now back from Rwanda, Central Africa, attending the five-yearly GAFCON conference. There's been four of them, uh, the first in 2008 in Jerusalem, the second in 2013 in Nairobi, the third back to Jerusalem in 2018, and now this one in Kigali, Rwanda. Uh, by the way, uh, who here has been to Rwanda? <laughs> Besides Craig. <laughs> Roger. Roger's been to Rwanda. And did you pat the silverback gorillas over there or not? You did. Oh, I patted one, but it was on a roundabout. Um, <laughs> It took us a while to get there, about two days. It was a total of four days flying and five days of conference. Yes, we were away for nine days. And as Craig said, came back trashed. <laughs> Many who are much smarter than we are use this conference as part of their holiday and so are still over there in parts of Africa or the Middle East. I keep getting photos of things sent to me. At this conference there were about uh, 1,300 Anglican church leaders from 52 countries. Uh, Rwanda, although savaged by genocide in 1994, is certainly, yes, certainly the Switzerland of Africa. It is so clean and tidy. I think, myself, much tidier than Australia. It is also known as the country of 1,000 hills. I would say the San Francisco <laughs> of Africa. It is about a third of the size of Tasmania, yet has 14 million people. Uh, they also have banned plastic bags in Rwanda. For example, people turned up for this conference with their luggage wrapped in bubble wrap, as people do today, and the bubble wrap was ripped off before the luggage was allowed into their country. <laughs> it's a great idea. They also stop work at one level on the last Saturday of every month from 8am to 11am. Yes, they stop work. They are the only country in the world that does this. And it is compulsory. You'll be arrested if you do any work. No cars or motorbikes are allowed on the road. And there are a lot of them <laughs> every single day. <laughs> They all do community work in this time, including visiting those who are not well. Uh, their president included. 
yes, it's a great idea. Anyway, the overall message from African Christians was that we in the West, generally speaking, are too busy, very wealthy and have deserted the gospel. And I think their summing things up like this is sadly probably very true. Also at the conference uh, they took a photo of us all. It was part of the program. But if you know anything about an African timetable, <laughs> it's usually ordered but to what seems to us in a very chaotic way. <laughs> and so the photo for everyone was to be taken at 4.30pm on Thursday. And so not to miss it, I have a habit of missing things. <laughs> I thought I would hang out with the executive officer of GAPCON Australia just beforehand. I thought that if I was with him, I'd be safe. And so at about 4.20pm, I headed back to the auditorium with Michael for this photo. Much to my surprise, well, I'm used to it by now, the photo had already been taken. <laughs> had already been taken. I think Sue was more disappointed than I was. <laughs> when I messaged, messaged, messaged her back in Australia using WhatsApp as she had found the only clergy shirt I have. She actually found it in a wardrobe cupboard that I do not use and also cut out a white, what I call a paddle pot stick, as I no longer have one. And as I had to, yes, I had to, uh, I was dressed in it for the photo. God, oh well, God was good to me. <laughs> if you know me well, you will know that I don't like getting dressed up anyway. <laughs> And so here is a photo of us. That is of the six of us, not the 1,300 of us at the conference. Now this photo was taken just after the conference photo uh, that a lot of us missed. The photo was taken just after, uh, sorry, after the conference a lot of us missed. It was a photo of some of the leaders of the new diocese of the Southern Cross with Glenn Davies. So left from, so left from right... We have Peter Judge Mears from Brisbane, uh, Peter Palmer from Beanley, uh, Glenn, and a guy called Craig Waters. <laughs> you know him? <laughs> uh, David Myers also from Brisbane, and me. Yes, at this point of time, Glenn has taken off his bishop's robes. Uh, the Peters still have their clergy shirts on. Uh, Peter Palmer has a so-called dog collar on, but it's under his beard. <laughs> David has his clergy shirt on and I have mine under my shirt but as I said I never got to use my pedal pop stick. <laughs> and yes, we are a mixed bunch. So what did we hear at this conference? We heard many things and I have a list of them and I'll try not to steal things from Craig who will also shortly give you his impressions. We heard the whole book of Colossians read to us that was obviously memorised word for word, the English Standard Version. It was very impressive and also very passionately recited. Uh, we heard how Jesus, and only Jesus, is the head of the church. We heard about the unchanging truth that needs to be expressed to a changing, I would add very changing, world. Uh, we heard about how sadly the Church of England which was our mother church you could say is now propagating a false gospel. We heard about how the Archbishop of Canterbury has been called to repent 
something which we all as Christians should probably do daily. We heard about how some Christians who have stood for God's truths have been alienated, ostracised and sometimes even sacked. We heard that we are called to shape our lives around the scriptures, not the scriptures around our lives. But I also think that we experience a taste of heaven. That is, people from many tribes and languages, 52 countries, faithfully worshipping God together. And we also heard some very sad news, but over to a five-minute video summing up day two of this five-day conference. Go for it. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Mrs. Uh, Presenter. I just realised I, you just stop it there. <laughs> uh, we, friends, we also made a statement and it's a very important statement. It was a long statement, uh, five pages worth, that reflected the views of the people at the conference. Uh, it's also available, it is available on the GAVCON website and also on our NHA website. And I think you've been handed a copy of that long statement yourself as you walked in today. And it includes words such as reinterpret. That is some, sadly I would say, in God's Anglican Church have reinterpreted the Holy Scriptures. Uh, blasphemous is another word. That is some in God's Anglican Church have pastorally been deceptive and blasphemous. A betrayal, that is some in God's Anglican Church have betrayed their ordination vows, specifically the vow to banish error, Titus 1.9. No confidence, that is we now have no confidence in the Archbishop of Canterbury, nor the leadership of the Church of England. Failed, uh, that is failed to guard the faith and failed to implement church discipline. Uh, broken, uh, that is our communion with some in God's Anglican Church is now broken. Abdicated, uh, that is some in God's Anglican Church have abdicated their right to leadership. Reset, uh, that's a, a word used, that is GAVCON and the Global South which now re represents an estimated 85% of Anglicans worldwide is committed to the urgency of resetting the Anglican communion and rejoice. <laughs> it's always good to finish on a good note. <laughs> rejoice. That is, this conference, yes, this conference rejoices with the conception of the new diocese of the Southern Cross. <laughs> uh, what we and so far another six, six churches are now part of. And this statement finished with these words. And to whom shall we go? Uh, we go to Christ who alone has the words of eternal life, John 6, 68. And then we go with Christ to the world. Amen. Now, I'll finish with something quite sad, but uh, at another level it is not that sad. Uh, Craig and I were welcomed at, uh, at Kigali, Rwanda, uh, airport by the Archbishop of Rwanda and some of his family. 
Uh, they are very, very tall. <laughs> or taller than I am. It was about 10pm on a Sunday night. They actually welcomed everyone who attended this conference, no matter what the time. As it turned out, I was asked to be on a panel to represent things in Australia, and so was he. Here is the picture. I know it's a little bit, a little blurry. You can blame Craig for that one. <laughs> Actually, if Craig didn't take photos, I probably wouldn't have anything <laughs> to show you. So thanks, Craig. Uh, during this panel interview, I was not aware of this, uh, Laurent Mabanda, the Archbishop of Rwanda, who is now the head of the GAVCON movement, yes, he's now the head, was told something by someone and he had to quickly leave. Hence the now vacant chair to up from me and he never came back. He was told that his son Eddie had just died. His son in Philadelphia, USA, age 33, died in his sleep and uh, the cause is still unknown at this time of writing. And as he was a follower of Jesus, he entered God's kingdom. It was a very sombre moment. All of this was explained after this interview. But at the time, none of us, as I said, knew. It made one realise, made me realise, that without Jesus, we have no hope. <laughs> No hope in this world, whether we get hit by a bus, die in old age, die in our sleep at the age of 33, or whatever. But with Jesus, everything changes. Eternal life is the gift, and hence the reading from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Life in this fallen world has many <laughs> ups and downs, and on one level this, is, this was an unexpected down but at another level it was also an unexpected up and why because we shall meet again my friends Craig and I were actually part of a reformation we saw it and experienced it and now so have you you could say that it will go down in history as the Second Reformation. The first was in the 16th century in Europe. The second was in the 21st century in Africa. Kigali, Rwanda to be precise. Thank you and to God be the glory. Amen. Over to you Craig. Thank you, Trev. Well, good morning, everybody. It certainly was amazing to be at GAFCON. Um, and it's also good to be back with our church family to see all your smiling faces again. It was my first time to a GAFCON and it was my first time to Africa. So I really didn't know what to expect. Um, 
But I was excited to see what it was all about. The whole experience was more rewarding and more encouraging than I could ever have imagined. The simple message that spins around in my head is Jesus must have first place in our lives. We need to have the courage and the strength to faithfully proclaim the unchanging truth of God in this ever-changing world. So at GAFCON it showed me that there are so many different people from all these different countries and different cultures from all around the world who are doing just that. They are faithfully proclaiming the true gospel and that was so fulfilling and encouraging. It's very humbling too. Just a little background on GAFCON to support what Trevor and Dan had said. GAFCON, the Global Anglican Future Conference, is a series of conferences that Anglican bishops um, and leaders attend, the conservative ones. And it's held every five years. Why did it start? Well, in the 1960s, the sexual revelation started. This included reduced morality and, and very selective scripture. 1977, the Global South Primates met in Kuala Lumpur. And they opposed bad Anglican doctrine, especially regarding sexuality. So the Global South is now known as the Global South Fellowship of Anglican Churches and it's a communion of 25 Anglican churches of which 22 are provinces in the Anglican Communion plus there's the Anglican Church in North America and Anglican Church in Brazil. 2002, the diocese in Canada supported homosexual marriage. 2005, the Church of England affirmed homosexual relationships and in the USA, a transsexual person was ordained. 2008, in June, instead of going to Lambeth, the conservative Anglican bishops and the leaders went to Jerusalem and that was Gafcon 1. This was in response to the false gospel that was being promoted within the whole Anglican communion. And that false gospel denied the uniqueness of Jesus Christ. Instead, it promoted a variety of sexual preferences and immoral behaviour as a universal human right. 2013, GAFCON 2 was held in Nairobi. 2018, three significant things occurred. GAFCON 3 was held in Jerusalem. The Confessing Church of New Zealand started. And at Lambeth, bishops supported same-sex unions. 
In October 2022, the Archbishop of Canterbury blessed appointing homosexual bishops. In February 2023, the Church of England approved same-sex blessings. And the Global South really opposed this. Brings us to this year in April, GAFCON 4 was held in Kigali, the capital of Rwanda. We've got a map of... It's a bit small to see, but... As Trev said, over 1,300 Anglicans from at least 52 nations gathered at GAFCON 4 to honour Jesus. And the mission that Jesus has given, which is go and make disciples of all nations, and there's just a few of them. In his opening talk, the most reverend Dr Foley Beach, who's also the Archbishop of the Anglican Church in North America, and he's the Bishop of the Anglican Diocese of the South and the Chairman of GAFCON, he said, Jesus is our Saviour and Lord. And because of his great love for humanity, he died on a wooden cross and rose from the dead so that we might have forgiveness of our sins and eternal life, John 3.16. GAFCON 4 in Kigali was held at a time when Anglicans around the world are experiencing confusion, disillusionment, persecution and, and disappointment because of the actions of the Archbishop of Canterbury and the Church of England. This includes accepting the same-sex relationships as normal in these churches and it's created a, a cataclysmic attack on the unity of our Anglican communion. <laughs> so GAFCON 4 wrestled with how to respond in a godly and loving way that honours God and also gives hope and vision for faithful followers of Jesus in our time. So if you'd like to know more about that, um, ask Trevor myself or Google GAFCON 23 where there's plenty of uh, information on the conference. Here's some photos um, of Kigali. Oh, did I miss something? I was supposed to show you some photos of our trip over. <laughs> we can have those now. That's leaving Dubai. Somewhere over Africa. <laughs> and a bit later. Uh, oh, that's Trevor a bit later on. <laughs> Landed in Rwanda. Yeah, and that'll do for there. So... The next lot of photos um, are of Kigali and at the conference. So that's the first one, thanks. 
because Trevor's in the front. And each morning we had a police escort to get us to the convention centre. Convention Centre. Trev, same photo as before. Nairobi women in fabrics that they'd made. That's the photo that we missed. <laughs> yeah, at, at the end, on the last day. The same convention centre at night time. Um, so David Mears on the left, um, as Trevor mentioned, um, David's, David is with uh, DSC in Brisbane. So, thank you. Just leave it there for a second. The theme for the conference was to whom shall we go, John 6, 68. And the response is in two parts. Firstly, we go to Christ through his unchanging word and then we go with Christ to the whole world. So we, we've got to return to the Holy Scriptures to the empowerment of the Holy Spirit and move into the world in missions. Um, we've got to remember our roots as Anglicans. As Deuteronomy 3.16 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them, for the Lord your God goes with you, and he will never leave nor forsake you. Now here's a four-minute video of the highlights of day four at the conference. <laughs> so it was five days of being spirit-filled and spirit-led and glorifying our risen Lord, Jesus Christ, the eternal Son of God. Five days of sitting at the feet of our Lord under the authority of his words, repenting our failings and we repented several times every day so i sure had a lot of repenting to do there was some talk about a lot of talk about the unity in the world today like we must be united with everyone so that everyone feels good about themselves and no one feels different or excluded or gets their feelings hurt the lesson i learned is that unity isn't something that the world can achieve by itself unity is like an output or a byproduct of the true gospel if we follow the true gospel then unity will occur but Trevor's favourite word, but only with others who follow the true gospel. And that was a big message of GAFCON.
in those highlights of day four there, you would have seen the Right Reverend Richard Condy talking about financial aspects of GAFCON. Uh, as an aside, Richard announced that he has decided to step down as chair of GAFCON Australia board at the conclusion of GAFCON 4, so he's done that. And Reverend Peter Smith, who is the rector of Delkeith Anglican Church in Perth, he will be the next chair of GAFCON Australia. And Peter's been um, a board member since GAFCON's inception. In a video, Richard Condy talked about how GAFCON needs funds to keep it going, just like we need funds here at NHA to keep us going. And as there are, yeah. So th there's a, one of the charts of the red line is um, where the funding is projected to go to if something is not done. So in response to that, GAFCON started what's called the GAFCON Endowment Fund. And this endowment fund is a really smart idea because it will consist of $1 million US, which needs to be raised, and which will be invested. And the smart financial people at GAFCON have worked out that the earnings or interest from this will be enough to keep GAFCON running without dipping back into that one million seating. So, GAFCON needs the world to give it 10 million US dollars. And that's about, in Aussie, that's about 15 million Aussie dollars. Now that is an awful lot of money. But if you break it down, it only takes 1,000 people worldwide to commit to giving $5,000 Aussie a year for three years. And this is what GAFCON's asking for and did ask for. Just for a thousand people worldwide to commit to giving 5,000 Aussie a year. That's less than 100 bucks a week. Now at the conference there were around 70 people who committed to this. That's really strong and courageous. Deuteronomy 3.16, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. There were many others who said that they wanted to ask their wives or husbands before they committed. And um, I think that's wise and discerning. As 1 Kings 3.12 says, Some said they'd join a group of people and the group would donate 5,000 Aussie a year. Yeah. Um, 1 Corinthians 12.14 says the body of Christ or the people that are the whole humanity are a team. The body is not supported by one person but by all of us. Teamwork is the key to living a life in harmony so that we can do God's will. Some others said that they'll just donate a little bit, whatever they have. So I encourage you to pray about this and do what you can to support GAFCON because the future of GAFCON depends on support of people just like us and others all over the world. It was also, as Trev said, it was very obvious that we in Australia are far 
far wealthier than most of those African folk who have actually committed to doing this. So if you want to know some more about that, just ask Trev or myself. And here's a few photos of the trip back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We nearly got into trouble for that one. <laughs> oh, and that was at the end. Oh. <laughs> Photo 20 again. To whom shall we go? We And is there a uh, response there? Is photo number 20 there, Lucy? Well done. We should say this together. I'll say, to whom shall we go? And we'll all respond, we go to Christ through his unchanging word, then with Christ to the whole world. I'll pray. Heavenly Father, we praise you, we thank you that Jesus is the bread of life and the resurrection. Many people in your world have traded the truth of the gospel for lies and Satan will not leave us alone. Please help us to be wise and godly and resist the attacks of Satan by loving the gospel, the true gospel. Father, we repent. We ask forgiveness for our sins. Please forgive us. Help us to love our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ, not ourselves. Help us to be motivated by our love for Jesus to faithfully follow the true gospel. And please, Father, help us to go to Christ through his unchanging world, then with Christ, to the whole world. Father, the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours forever and ever. Amen. Thank you.